0: Listening to Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network, where we explore anything and everything coon hunting and listen to coon hunting stories from across the nation that include cryptids, the paranormal, the unexplained, and a whole hella crazy. I'm Daniel Felker, your host. Join me and my buddies, Dustin Faulkner and Ryan James, as we explore into the confidential side of coon hunting. Warning some material may not be suitable for children. So we want to take the time to welcome everybody to another episode of Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network. Whoop whoop. Man, we did we don't got no new reviews on Apple Podcast to talk about. So it's terrible. Guys, um, if you like the show, give us a review. Come on, guys. Give us a rating. Give us a review
1: okay. and that is only available on Apple, though. Like Spotify, doesn't let you do that or anything, does it? Nope, it don't. But Apple, um, the
0: Apple devices and Apple Podcast is kind of like they lead the downloads and out of everything.
2: Did we ever figure out who Puddin was?
0: No, no, we didn't figure out who Puddin was. I well, ain't really, I ain't really thought no more that about
1: was, it. To be
2: honest, my, that's the only one I can remember. <laughs> it was Puddin. Yeah. I it had took me Yee
1: Yee hockey
2: too. I think we figured out who that was though. Yep he re- he he sent me a message
0: and said he didn't realize. But I don't it remember who
2: up. it was. I'll tell you later. Oh, but I mean he lives right here. But um, And he doesn't play hockey. I remember who it was now. Yeah, that's how my brain works. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like a squirrel in a
2: cage.
0: So, what about, you know, last time we talked about them thunder chickens, where they at? Where they at? we in the middle of
2: turkey season right now, y'all. They still all up in the middle of turkey season, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't put one down yet. We had one gobble at us on roost Monday morning, and as soon as he hit the ground, he went the other way. You got
2: to call him in 50 pounds at the time. <laughs> no, nah, don't
1: do that. What about
2: you? Bo... There's not a spot on the Sumter National Forest after this past Saturday. That man didn't step foot <laughs> everywhere I went. I'm pretty sure I know some girls around here that turkey hunt, too. Y'all Seb, trying to, they trying to go? I didn't know he was going to throw Zeb in there's, there's a bunch of women in there that go... Well, they need to keep their ass at damn home, okay? There's too many people in the turkey woods. There ain't enough damn turkeys for all of them. (laughs) It ain't as many. It ain't as bad as. It ain't that there ain't enough turkeys. There ain't enough damn parking spots, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't never seen so many people in the woods in my whole life.
0: Everywhere I went, there's like two or three trucks. Hey, tell everybody about when you took Slim on Youth Day. (laughs) What part do you want to (laughs) hear?
2: The turkey hunting part. The. The whole story The good part The part about when I was coming in And he was shaking Like a (laughs) dog Razor (laughs) blades He was breathing like me (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) I saw the video
0: (laughs) How would a turkey sound Coming in though I can't be doing that on here It
2: was gobbling bro (laughs) You said one of them had a deep I think you just hear that Like Rumbled after, what, like, in his chest. He was so close. Like, woo, 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 woo. Mm, that old drum. It was nice. It was I, the best turkey hunt i ever been on. They put on a show. They Both of them come in strutting and postured up at the decoy and all kind of crazy stuff. How long had he been propped up like that? Uh, before he took the shot, about 15 minutes, he'd been uh, stroking out on me. <laughs> <laughs> he I, could... He was fatigued, Bo, By the
0: time knew it was. Way. I he took his he was.
2: He was fatigued.
3: I
0: was, I, was, I saw the video with the gun, and it's just like the gun's wobbling all over the place. It's about to be. Man. I was
2: like, "You've got to be still."
0: He was about to be muscle bound, like locked up. Yeah, this wasn't it was. far from locked up. He was. He was like. <laughs> 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 so why didn't he? Why didn't he prop his knee up under the
2: gun beforehand? I was trying to tell him all this, dude, and he was panicking. I, I was watching the video. I'm I was like, like get down on your gun. And He panicked. Oh well, he missed the turkey. I ain't gonna lie, I was cool as a cucumber, dude. I don't know why. And the other morning I went, opening morning when I was going in there, dude. I don't know if you've ever been you ever been trespassing and been running and thought you was about to get caught or some shit Been so scared your legs don't even want to work And are just shaking and shit like, <laughs>
3: That's
2: how I felt dude I was that nervous Like my legs didn't want to work I was like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> That's how nervous I was It was opening morning turkey season My nerves tore that bad Speaking of trespassing <laughs> I ain't never did that no, I'm was, just saying that's what it would feel like. I got, well, I,
0: got a fun, I got a funny story on Ryan. I was working third shift, so this has been many years ago. And how old oh, well, were you still, you still a teenager? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell everybody? Because you're the one who woke me up calling. <laughs> leave out the names and location.
2: But, I ain't going to leave their names out. Blake and Wendell <laughs> have been fishing in this pond. Oh, we fished this pond for years and years. We really ain't got permission, but, I mean, we ain't never seen nobody.
1: <laughs>
2: so we fishing, and we get comfortable, and we get on the, the the damn side of it, and we're standing there, and Blake's out on out in the water. it's like this one rock out in the water, and he's standing there with his sunglasses on fishing, and it's like you could barely hear this fool or dude. All of a sudden, you see Blake. He looked like a turkey that seen something. He's standing straight up, like, peeking. All of a sudden, I was suddenly I was, when do he comes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we all break camp running, dude. And man, when I crossed the road, we jumped the fence. Fool, it went like fifty yards from me, dude, driving straight toward me. You know, I jumped the fence into a clear cut that's probably waist high. As soon as I hit it, I started crawling. <laughs> and I crawled to a big push up pile out there. Blake was twenty yards behind me, or further behind me. He's long ways behind me. So I'm like, there. He got caught. It was in hardwood, you know, I'm like, he caught. <laughs> Blake got caught. He didn't make it. I don't know where one went, but Blake didn't make it. He is caught. And I crawled all I crawled a couple hundred yards across this clear cut. And then when I got to the jack pines boy, well, I broke camp again. <laughs> and I run about two hollows over. And I was about to die. <laughs> And the it only was, person I could think the call because it was during the week, too. It was school week. It was, it was. We done laid out of schools. What happened? We done skipped school, me and Blake. Good <laughs> fishing with Wendell.
0: It's about 3 o'clock. I done got into a, a, a pretty good sleep. <laughs> it might not even been that late. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> and then my phone's ringing. And his like, man, I need you to come pick me up, man. I'm on the gravel road. And he told me what gravel road he was at. What happened? I'm like, I'm I'm just trying to clear the cobwebs. Like, what? What you doing You did what You doing Alright man I'll be over there In a few minutes I got up Got my junk together Got to
2: jump After up. I got off the phone With you Blake started calling me And I didn't know whether, I'm like Nah it's a setup dude He got caught too He's trying to talk me Into giving myself up And then I answered The phone I was like What's up dude Like, I, like What's going <laughs> up He's like Where are you Where are you at I'm like uh, What are you talking about Where are you at He <laughs> was like I'm down here Across the gravel roads What do you say? I was like You made it dude You didn't get caught No I didn't get caught I'm like There ain't no way <laughs> <laughs> No nah, I was like Where's Wendell I don't know <laughs> He come down there And got with me Daniel come picked us up Dude it was hours later Cause like Three four hours Probably went by We don't know Where Wendell's at We ain't seen him yet <laughs> we finally Get a phone call From him Man, y'all come down here And pick me up <laughs> <laughs> He done made it all the way to a paved road, to another road way across the country. He said he hid in a hole on the side of the pond. There was, like, there was like a little washout gully going into the pond. There was just a hole up in the bank, and he just laid up in it. Instead of running, he said he laid there for a long time until he felt safe to come out. Good times, good times. <laughs> Blake, I don't like Blake was fat back then, we'll add that, and I was skinny. <laughs> or I wasn't skinny, but I was in shape. Yeah, that's funny. I'll never forget that. I had forgot about it till you brought it up. Dustin,
0: we both listened to a good bit of podcast. So we're gonna leave Ryan out of this discussion because he hardly ever listens to a podcast. So uh, I've been wanting to ask you this. Over we'll say in the last month, I I don't mind giving shout outs or talking about other podcast episodes or anything like that. So what um what how do i want to say this what's been like one of your favorites that you've listened to
1: well there's a few uh i listened to the bear grease podcast clay newcomb's podcast yesterday and he had a uh, will primos as a guest and some other turkey hunting turkey call makers and conservation type people on it and it was it's pretty insightful and I really enjoy the Dale Lee tapes that Brett Vaughn puts out on the W podcast. them's them's always real entertaining for me. I like listening to old timers tell stories for some reason.
0: Yeah. I like the Dale Lee stuff too. I I don't think I've listened to all the last one they come out with, but I know that's probably your your favorite Uh, ones.
1: Yeah. I like the Dale Lee ones. Uh, I also enjoyed the April Fool's episode that W put out Monday. That was last or Friday last Friday. That one was hilarious. That's
0: probably my favorite one that I've listened to on that whole network. Out of all, the, out of, all of them on that whole network, that one that one episode, dude. I was trying not to laugh out loud listening to that episode. The uh, remake of the Houndsman XP.
1: Yeah, it was so funny. They put Ricky Bobby in there. <laughs> that, the woo,
0: woo. The Ric Flair was classic because I'm like a Ric Flair. That's my all time favorite wrestler, mm. and I'm a wrestling nut too. I like that. But the Wipeout trilogy on Coon Hunt University. Mm-hmm. Those three, um, other than or probably I would say my favorite serious ones, other than that the April Fools one. Okay. Uh, you know, on the serious side. I really like those, talking yeah. about Barry Kitty and um, Billy Bell, Fergie. Mm-hmm. Those three were my favorite. I've actually listened to all three of those twice.
1: Oh, really? I've
2: actually listened to one or two of those podcasts. Yeah, that's because you was riding in the truck with me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's in the uh, probably the six or seven podcasts I've listened to total. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been coon hunting any? Not
0: a lick. Man, my regular job, man, they're hitting us up ridiculous with the overtime. They ain't hitting dusting up. up. I think you ought to say
1: something about the it. The maintenance crew's full, man. Ain't no reason for overtime they, on the maintenance crew. I know I got paid today, and my check looked good.
0: Some of us going to go toward that new project mm-hmm. I got. That means I'm going to have to work a little bit more overtime to fix that project up.
1: they be glad to let you.
0: Anyway, at least it ain't all this overtime in the middle of coon hunting season. I can I can tolerate it, Dutch. I, hell, I'd have to tolerate it then too, but at least it ain't crazy in the best part of the season.
2: You hear that? We need a sponsor. So we ain't got to work no more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the? Ooh, that'd have to be a heck of a sponsor, boy. A sugar
2: mama. Ryan's looking for a sugar mama. <laughs> Must have thousands of acres of land and plenty of money.
0: <laughs> Said age does not matter. 18 to 80, blind, cripple, or crazy. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, God. So, well, let's talk about how this, the, um, this story came about, how we ended up talking to this gentleman in Missouri. Um, Trevor Wade from UKC, he sent me a message several weeks ago with this link to one of the message forums on the UKC uh, message form. And it was like crazy things. Or I forgot. Hell, I forgot how it was even titled. But it went back to like 2004. And it was basically looking for stories, kind of like what I'm looking for stories. Uh, some people on there that I could, I've could, i been able to find and track down and see if that was them. And actually, this gentleman right here is the only one that I've been able to. Because a lot of them are under kennel names. And some of them were posted in like 2004, 2000, all the way up to 2014. And this looked like some kennel names. He's
2: almost in the 1900s.
0: Yeah, I know, right? We're talking about this thread goes all the way back to the probably one of the earlier threads on the UKC message form. So he had posted on there his story, and I found, just looked him up on Facebook and asked him if he was the same gentleman that had posted that story, and he reached out to me and told me that he was. And we got to talking, and I asked him about if he would be willing to come on the podcast and talk with us and he said that he would be so that's how that came about and i've sent a couple other people messages that were on that message form on facebook messenger to see if that was them and so far i i don't know they haven't even read the message yet
1: there's probably not a lot of people still using that ukc form man most people done moved over to facebook well i'm talking about
0: on facebook messenger Ah. so anyway we got to talking and i have to say i really enjoyed this conversation talking to this gentleman from missouri he didn't say he wanted to be um, we'll call him mr j that was he didn't say well he didn't want to be anonymous and he uses his name and he competition hunts a good bit So it wouldn't take much for people to put two and two together And figure out who he is anyhow Well I'll leave his last name out But right. Mr.
1: J Mr. J Mr. J from Missouri And we don't know if that's his full name Or just the first letter oh, Missouri J Yeah
0: Let's talk to Mr. J And then We'll be right back Looks like you've been a coon hunter for quite a while. Yeah, over fifty years. Yeah. Oh man, man, wow. that's awesome, right there. Yes, it is.
3: So, how'd you get into coon hunting? <clears throat> oh, well, my dad coon hunted, so I I started going to him when I was three years old, and uh, which uh, you couldn't get away with now, but. <laughs> Bye. Back then, he'd take me coon up and dogs a tree, and they'd just put me on the front seat of the truck and go
2: to the dogs. That sounds like a a heck of an upbringing. I took my oldest one hunting when he was about three. You remember that? And the coon crossed the road on us? Yeah. And we traded like 50 yards off the road. He was all about it until we knocked it out. He wasn't even afraid of the dark, but after we knocked that coon out, it changed his life. He was afraid of the dark from then on out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was. Well, I, I got a story with that on you. Uh, you know, well, when I was real little, you know, they just leave me by the campfire in the truck seat, whatever. But uh, when I got to be, you know, five, six, seven, where I could walk and kind of keep up, uh, Dad used to, do this to me, did it to me several times. You know, we'd just be me and him out hunting, and we'd get uh, 100 yards from the truck. And he'd say, oh, I forgot my compass or my coon squall or whatever. Run back and get it. Well, you no, know, I was, I wasn't about to tell him I was scared to go get it. So I, I'd go. But the funny part was, is I, I wasn't scared of, you know, bears or, you know, any kind of animals, snakes or nothing like that. I, I was worried about, you know, Frankenstein and Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So... With doing this, I find that there are a lot of people that, like, um, remain anonymous just for the sake of, like, ridicule for stories they, you know, that they might get back and stuff like that. But it, if you wouldn't mind going into it, I'm kind of interested now of kind of, like, where you grew up and where you were hunting. And the story that I read was in South Carolina, which is, like, right here in my state. So, it's, right. you know— but it it looks like you was not you're not from
3: South Carolina. No, I'm I'm from Louisiana originally. Uh I grew up just north of Baton Rouge. Uh and I I lived there till 1988 when I went into service. I was 8 years that's old. A, yeah. And that's how I ended up in South Carolina.
0: Uh, so so you uh, you were stationed in Charleston somewhere.
3: Yes, yeah, I was stationed in Charleston. Oh. I was Navy, yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because you're the first person I've talked to from, grew up around that Uh-oh. area. Have, have you ever, have you grew up been listening or hearing stories about the Rougarou? No, no,
3: no I wasn't. Uh, the I, I thought about after you messaged me, the only other kind of scary story, and it wasn't no supernatural or nothing like that story, but it was, uh, uh, it was pretty, it was scary at the time. Was uh in Louisiana, uh, being a buddy of mine was something one night, and I don't know we were, I was fourteen, he was sixteen, and they owned a hundred eighty hundred eighty acres and it was surrounded by big paper company land, uh, and we turned dogs loose and they was running a pretty good track, and just all of a sudden they shut up. I mean, dead silence, nothing for, and we stood there, you know. A long time waiting on and never opened again. Nothing. We called and called. No dogs come back. And, you know, wasn't one no tracking systems back then. And uh, so finally, we went back to the house and we uh caught the they had, they had some mules, so we caught the mules up and uh, saddled them up. And they had a, a bulldoze road all the way around their property. So we get on the mules and we're riding that property line trying to find the dogs. And we still hadn't heard nothing. And uh, we get around on the backside of the property, and we're riding down the fence line. We see some eyes sitting in the brush up there in front of us, and uh, it was too big to be the dog. We kind of easing up there on the mules, and all of a sudden, a uh, black panther run across the path in front of us. And uh, that piqued my interest. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, so we. We turned around, went back home, <laughs> and, uh, we we found the dogs the next morning. The neighbor's house down the road. Wow, I met mean, so, the so black
0: the black panther stuff that interests me too because there are no no known you know black panthers in North America
2: well, that are yeah. but
0: there's Florida. way too many. Florida, I thought Florida had some, bo.
2: no, there's yeah. none in North America.
0: You got right. to go way south of North America. You got to get down
2: in South America before you well, start seeing. There native. were jaguars in like Oklahoma and stuff. That's not, the, and all Black yeah. Panther is is a jaguar that's blacked out. So, but he lived in the right territory for him to possibly be. That's
0: that's awesome. I'm not gonna go in into all that, but I, as far as my thoughts on the Black Panther, <laughs> but I do know that there are way too many people that are have reported that. For their not to have seen some kind of yeah. black cat, yeah. I, I mean, I like those stories. I like the Black Panther stuff because
2: it's almost like Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take y'all before y'all went back down there?
3: <laughs> oh well, I'm sure it wasn't but a couple nights because we, you know, we, you know, we yeah. hunted behind his house all the time and across the road from his house. Yeah. But uh, but, well, I'm assuming, you know, that's what happened with the dogs, you know, as they run, running there, got close to that thing, and I mean, because they shut up for, well, and we didn't, they didn't ever bark until we found them the next morning.
0: Yeah, spooked them all so, good. Yeah. What's um, what's your favorite breed? Do you have a favorite breed or?
3: Yeah, yeah, I hunt blue dogs. I hear you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I got a walker and a blue dog. Yeah. What drew you to blue ticks?
3: Ah, That's what dad hunted. That's what I started out hunting. I've hunted them i've you them. Know, i've had oh I've had a couple of other uh, dogs throughout the years, different breeds, but uh just no uh, normally be something i I could find that I could resell pretty quick
0: you do, uh, you have your own line or do you like branch out like as far as in the blue dogs
3: uh yeah i, I hunt mostly jet Breed dogs i hear you uh, i have i have since so the early nineties, uh, I'd hunted Smoky River bred dogs. though know, growing up, uh, but uh, but I, I swapped over to the Jet dogs in the early nineties, and that's what we've been uh, pretty much line breeding Jet stuff for
0: since then. I just recently got a Blue Tick within the last year, so I'm new into the Blue Tick world. He's about to have yeah. a plot. <laughs> no, he ain't either. <laughs> yeah. I won't buy him one. You like the competition hunt?
3: Yeah, yeah. I've been competition hunting for
0: a little
3: little over 40 years. Yeah,
0: I know when um, I sent you that message, and when you replied back, you had said you was at a a hunt this past weekend. So I kind of figured you liked it, at least knew your way around the competition hunt. What's your favorite, UKC or PKC?
3: I hunt mostly UKC. Uh, I've hunted. I, I've been to a couple of PKC years lately, uh, but uh, I've got a old uh, granite dog that wants a PKC money on. Uh, but uh, now back, I hunted used to hunt PKC a good bit back in the early '90s, and uh, we had we had a couple pretty good young dogs, but uh, we kind of got uh, burnt out on them. It was, uh, when I was growing up down in Louisiana, when I was a kid, we, uh, the, our local, only local PKC club was Roger Dale Carnegie's club. And, uh, back then, you know, you'd show up at the hunt and there'd be 12 dogs there and eight of them was Roger Dale's. (laughs) Oh, you wasn't winning (laughs) that. So we stopped going.
0: So when you were in, in Charleston, y'all were coon hunting and yeah tell us about that story that was the first one i read and just well the the the
3: long version i'll keep it as short as i can i oh, no, you can give us a uh, long
0: version I, if you want to
3: when i when i got to <laughs> well when i got to i was got stationed in charleston uh, i was on the uss Mayan, which is a guided missile destroyer uh, i was a gunner's mate and right after i got to not long after i got sent to the ship uh we got uh we got sent overseas uh and there was a guy on my ship that uh, i worked with, was in my uh that i worked with uh his name was wolf forward and he was a bear hunter from north Car- northern california so we uh you know we had been uh around charleston a little bit there he had been there for a year or so but Anyway, we get to talking about you no know, dogs and stuff, and we've been, you know, we're over in Europe and we're making plans. You know, when we get home, you know, all the good places we can hunt and stuff, we we'll get our dogs and, uh, so, meanwhile, while we're gone, that's when Hurricane Hugo come through, you know, and it wiped out all the timber there for miles around Charleston, and uh, but anyway, we get back and uh, rent us a house, and we lived in uh, rented a house in Goose Creek. And, uh, got our dogs. He got his dogs shipped out. He had, he had Walker dogs and he got them shipped out from, uh, North, Northern California. And, uh, um, I drove home and picked mine up. And, uh, we coon hunted a good bit there around Charleston. Right there around Charleston, the hunting was horrible at that time because, you know, them coons could run for miles without ever touching the ground, all the broke off timber. Uh, so we'd go, uh, We'd have to go west an hour or so before we get in pretty good woods. But that the night of that story was, uh, we was hunting. It was a it was some conservation ground we was hunting. But and I don't know if we'd got off of it or if it was a big food plot they had planted in there. Or what I don't remember what the deal was. But it was about a oh, twenty acre cornfield there. And the dogs got in there, got treed on the other side of it, and and we're walking out across there. And uh, when we Got the dogs and started back to the truck. The uh, heavy fog moved in. And uh, you know, with, the, with your light on, with the, as thick as the fog was with the light on, you couldn't see anything. They are just right there in front of your face. And uh, But it's a moonlit night, so if you cut your lights off, you could see pretty good, you know, walk out across that open field. And we're walking across this open field and we look and there's a gal standing out I don't know he, I'd say he's maybe 50 yards from us and but he was well over 7 foot tall and we cut our lights on and you couldn't see anything anymore you cut your lights back off and you go to walking, and, and he walked parallel with us all the way back to the truck And and he walked parallel with us all the way back to the truck and and he walked parallel with us all the way back to the truck. And and he walked parallel with us all the way back to the truck. We never did find out what it was, but uh, but whatever it was was over seven foot tall.
0: Yes. And, uh, it, yeah, <clears throat> humans can't see in the dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but, that guy didn't
3: have whatever it well, was well they
2: was walking without a light because it's moonlit night so he could have been
3: yeah but uh like i said he you always know, uh you know, just, you know you like i said when you turned your light on you couldn't see anything except for the fog right there in front of your face
2: yeah yeah
3: and uh but you cut your lights off and you see it standing out there I mean, no, it, well, it,
0: i'm sorry what i meant by like humans can't see in the dark is like y- y'all had lights in a way of getting to where you was with a light. Right. Okay, yeah. something came yeah. into them with no light.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. N- yeah, like I said, that was uh. I said uh, we didn't we didn't run back to the truck, but we we walked pretty fast. <laughs>
2: that's my favorite time in the woods too when you when that full moon's out and you can walk without a light i like it yeah mm-hmm. let me ask you
0: this what are your thoughts about cryptids uh at bigfoot stuff like that
3: uh, well i don't know if there's uh you know if i'm sure there's something i don't know what you know you uh you know as far as the supernatural and stuff you know i've read uh I don't know if y'all have read any Louis L'Amour books, but he had uh, he had several like the haunted mesa and about the uh, the Hopi Indians where they had the the wells in their uh, religious centers that went to the different dimension. Uh-huh. That that's where they supposedly came from. Uh, you know stuff like that's pretty cool. Uh, but the uh. uh You know the Bigfoot thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think that there's Bigfoots that live here full time. No, could they be from somewhere else? Yes, they are.
2: They gotta be.
0: No, I agree. I've I've kind of went into this for uh, just into the whole Bigfoot stuff for quite a while, and it seems that they don't live here full time. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Everybody's got their own opinion. Would you, you know, some people think they're fully flesh and blood. Some might think, you know, it's split right down the middle.
3: Yeah. Well, with, with the with the with the trail cams and stuff they got today, you know, somebody would have found something. Yeah. You know, if they lived here all the time,
2: for sure. I agree. And all the technology they put into trying to find them. Yeah, All with, they with and
3: thermal.
0: Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I've listened to several, like, Bigfoot researchers, and there are a lot of them that says that where they have put trail cams, they'll get pictures of a big hand covering over the camera, yeah. and that'll be it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I'm, I'm curious. Like I said, I'm kind of new into the blue tech world, and... Um, if you listen to any of my other podcasts, I probably, I mentioned big country and yeah. that's, I, I, and, and now I'm, I'm curious. I really want to know what about the jet line, the, what, what about it? Did you like that made you want to stick with it for so long?
3: Uh, that they're most of them I, are, are good tree dogs. Uh, you know, stay put one bark, tree dogs. Uh, I tell everybody all the time when, it, you know when I've got a litter of pups here at the house, uh, they're going to tree. They they might not make coon dogs, but they're going to tree. Uh, uh, guy down in Georgia got a, it's got an eight month old female right now that uh, when she was about four and a half months old, uh, she was running tree at a drag, and uh, you know blowing the top out the tree. And I, I was talking to my opponent, you know, she, she, hopefully she'll make it, but she might not. But when she's, you know, four, four and a half months old and she's blowing her top out of the, a drag, you're more than likely going to take her hunting. You know, where if you got a pup that's not doing anything at six, seven months old, you're probably not going to put a whole lot of time into it. But if they're at least treeing, you're going you're gonna to take them to the woods anyway.
2: Yeah, you got to see what they're doing.
3: Yeah, that, you know, I, actually, up up there, she's doing a real good, really nice job now. But, uh, anyways, and but that was the main reason. I when I I kind of give you a little bit of backstory. When I got out of the service in '91, uh, when I left South Carolina, I had um, uh, I had four, coon dogs. I had my old dog, uh, which he was, he was probably about eight at the time. And he was really nice dog. Uh, went back to Johnson's Rowdy, which got, uh, got out of Mississippi's dog. But, uh, and I'd, I'd rented, well, I didn't rent him out. I, I gave him out when I was overseas. The dog spent two years at uh, a friend of mine, in one in Mississippi and one in Texas uh, that needed pup trainers. I just sent him there and he, he spent all my active duty time there. And right before I got out, I got him back to South Carolina. But anyway, I had him, and I had three young dogs, all under two years old. The two of them was uh, Smoky River Red Dogs, and one of them was out of uh, Gerald Hackworth. Uh, had a dog called Jammer. And Gerald lived in Goose Creek there. and uh, Anyway, they were all three under two years old. All three of them run through their own coon. Uh, were fairly straight. Uh, but that's all they were ever going to be was dogs that run in Uh My my old dog I was telling about he had 300 UKC points. Never got a first place win, made tie champion, mm-hmm. uh, but he was the type of dog that excellent pleasure dog. If you wanted to go out in treacoons, he was a dog to take. I'm real good nose on him. He could he could run a bad track like most dogs run a hot track. But the problem with it was, was, he took that track in there, he was on the cast, he would locate, he'd get down and check it, he'd come back and he'd locate twice more, and then he was there. Well, if you're on a night hunt, time time he come back, the second time to locate, he was over with. Uh, but anyway, so uh, when I was, right before I got out to service, a uh, buddy of mine in Louisiana started coon hunting with me in high school, he didn't know anything about coon dogs or anything he started coon hunting with me, and I got him a doe, uh, and she made a uh, dual champion, uh, a nice dog. She got stole during deer season one year, uh, the fall before I got out of service. And uh, Lewis went to looking for a uh, replacement, and he was going through coon out bloodlines. He sees a little ad in the back says puppies for sale. And Lewis don't have no idea about bloodlines or anything else. He sees a little ad published for sale, so he calls the guy up, and the guy's in Missouri. And uh, Pups was four months old. Guy puts it on an airplane, flies it to Louisiana. uh, This was three days before I got home. Uh, Lewis goes down to New Orleans, picks it up, drives it back home. He drops the tailgate in his truck, and he had a coon hat hanging in a tree in the yard. A pup jumped out the truck, ran over there, and went to blow at the top out of that tree and uh i got home three days later and he brought it over and showed it to me we made, we laid a drag out across the yard and hung it up in the tree same thing and uh and she was really yeah she's still probably to, to this day the best dog ever been in the woods with uh but she was uh out of a dog called northern blue rock a grand night dog that was at a jet four and the the female was a uh Lacey female that was out of northern blue curly which was a jet four pup and uh but the rock dog was jet and smoky river and the Lacey female was uh was jet and mccoy's michigan blue rebel which went back to some old vaughn and hammer stuff but uh anyway so i ended up buying a calling the guy up and buying a male pup out of the same litter and he made a nice dog. He, somebody, he got stole uh, when he was about a year and a half old. But anyway, in the meantime, we're talking to this guy in, in Missouri. I still live in Louisiana. The guy, was, uh, we talked to him about once a week that we bought these pups from. And he calls me up one Sunday morning and says, uh, says Hey, Jay, would uh, y'all be interested in this lacy female? And I said, well, yeah, his name was Brian Purdy. And I, I said, yeah, Brian said, uh, we'd be interested, but ain't neither one of us got no money. And he said, well, I'll take $400 for it." I said, I'll be there in the morning. <laughs> I jumped my truck. I drove ten and a half hours. I was sitting in his driveway next morning before we went to work. Sounds like something we'd do. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, so after I bought the Lacey female, I got to looking around. The rock dog had got sold and he ended up with uh, JJ Callahan in North Carolina, and uh, so I got to talking to JJ, and we met up, and we made that cross again. We ended up becoming great friends, and we was partners on dogs for you know, several years—15, you know, 20 years. Uh, and but we were—it was all heavy jet-bred stuff, uh, a little bit of Smoky River we thrown in. And uh, when I. Uh, we about eight nine years well well after 2009 we uh both of us it got kind of burnt out on uh running the roads uh we ran the perina race pretty hard from probably 97 to 2009 uh, uh jj had the uh milligan's misty blue ray dog which won the whole perina race in 05 and uh and then the rambler dog that wanted to breed in 09, and we'd wanted to breed oh, probably three or four times.
0: Oh, so y'all got y'all got a couple of those uh, real pretty Purina pictures. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are always nice. All those are always nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah so, so that male dog that you're hunting now, do you have a lot of any pups off of him or?
3: Yeah, uh, he's got 36 pups on the ground right now. Is he throwing
2: anything any good? You liking anything? Yeah.
3: A... Yeah, I've got a I've got a pup out of him that's so 18 months old. He's got two wins, And there's uh, a guy in Iowa that's fixing to start hunting a female out of him. And then the guy in Georgia. That
0: sounds pretty good but right the, there.
3: But I... yeah, the, the oldest, well, the pup I'm hunting now is the oldest litter out of him. He's 18 months old. What kind of track dogs are they? Uh, I wouldn't say that they were super, super cold nosed dogs. I mean, the, the loop dog that I'm hunting now is uh, got a lot better nose than I gave him credit for, uh, or I don't know if his, if he had the nose when he was young and he didn't know how to use it, uh, and he just matured into it. Now, here in the last two years, well, I was I was at the fall roundup this year. I've got I'm on a three dog cast, three blue dogs. The first two drops, he takes a track and then runs it and trees it, and the other two ain't up opened their mouth. Uh, and I've seen him do that you know, several times. Uh, that uh so he's got you know fairly decent nose on him. I don't believe he's got the nose that you know my dogs back in the eighties had on him, but uh and the the Vegas pup I'm hunting out of him now's uh, making a pretty good layup dog. Uh, the first tune he ever treed was layup. Uh,
0: they they all starting pretty early like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. They, like I said, they're and Is I've got a uh, pup out of the same cross as a Vegas dog, uh, which I, I sold half interest of a female that I had to. Aaron Layman's my buddy up Central Missouri, and uh, he bred back to Luke again, and that 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 female is was a half brother half sister cross. Hmm. Uh, Luke's out of that Leon's dark side dog, and Ron Jackson's Saturday Night Special female, which was a Gage Alice female, and, uh, and my, the Shelly female I had she was out of uh, Leon and uh, white river and dog that was a uh, bullet two bread dog but uh but uh, yet i've got a pup out of out of that same cross that's a litter younger than vegas that he's he's fixing to be eight months old but uh he treated his first coon when he was six and a half months old by himself uh, and and most of them that's they're they're not as quickest starting dogs as i've had before out of the the jet line just because most of the like these two pups i've got right now that they won't true at anything else you know if they're not there first they're not going to be there
2: you ever thought about breeding them to a walker dog (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, I don't like walkers but i would like cross dog (laughs) uh, um
0: i've tried to breed my female to big country twice and both times she hadn't really yeah I don't know. It just ain't. It hasn't happened twice, so I'm starting to think that maybe it ain't meant to be. And then while you're talking about this, uh, my buddy Ryan, he's over there just pointing like, yep. He's <laughs> he's making motions over there like yeah. I need to. Like, he's basically saying I need to bring my Walker dog up there and cross the over with yeah. that
3: one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could
0: do it. Now you had this story about a competition hunt in Louisiana.
3: Yeah, that was that was the scariest one at all. Yeah, that night we had, uh, I, it was my local club there and I'd guided a cast and, uh, we'd come back to, uh, back over toward my house and it's a hunting club that I belong to and they had a, a four-wheeler road to run out the woods and, uh, out to the blacktop there and, uh, four-wheeler road went down through there on a couple miles, but it was about a, uh, about a mile and a half back to the power line. Anyway, we'd been we'd parked the trucks out on the blacktop and uh, and we'd walked down that four wheeler road and uh, we'd treated a couple of coons. At the end of the hunt, uh, my dog was out of pocket and, and uh, so we were pushing time on the time on deadline. So I just brought the cast back to the trucks and we walked back down that four wheeler road back out to the trucks. And I had a spectator with me, and I told. Uh, I told him, I said, you just wait right here to in case my dog's name was John. I said, just wait right here in case John comes back out to the road. I'm going to take these guys back out to the highway where they can find their way back. So I drove him back out to the highway and sent him back to the clubhouse. And I turned around to come back. And when I got back, uh, Kevin was still sitting there and the dog hadn't come back. So I parked the truck and we walked back down that four-wheel road. That was the third time we'd walked down it. We get back in there and dogs treat. We go in there and catch him. And we're coming back out to the four-wheel road. And like I says this will be the fourth time we walk down this road. And we're walking down the road. And I don't, I don't know, we were two and a half miles from the closest house. So we were walking back down this four-wheel road. And there's a uh, red and black flannel shirt hanging off a limb. It's just ripped to shreds, hanging out in the middle of the road. What no idea. Yeah, I might've been the derugaroo man. No, like I said we 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 didn't run back to the truck, but we walked pretty fast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the dog man! That's crazy. Uh, it was just it wasn't
3: like no blood or anything. It was just no, up I've no, just uh, well, we didn't stop to inspect it real close. <laughs> like I said, we, it was it was it was a fourth trip we'd made through there, so it obviously wasn't there the first three times we walked by that spot. Uh huh. We come back to fourth time, and there's a, a shredded shirt hanging down in the middle of the path. Uh, yeah, we just uh,
2: time to get out of here.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. mm. yeah, like I said, we were, we was in the competition, thats so that we didn't know firearms with us or not. No way. So
0: <laughs> something's giving you a warning. as uh-huh. yeah, about time yeah. to get out of here. I don't watch it three, four
2: times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> get on out of here now. Might have been a setup if they would have stopped there and spared it. would got Kelly yeah. Wompus.
0: Yeah. Do you have any more stories like that, or have you heard any other stories that's kind of like handed down from Grandpa or dad to anything like that of stuff that might have happened?
3: Uh, not that I think of right off the bat it's Daniel right yes sir yeah yeah not not right off the bat i i uh, I was trying to think of some yesterday, but uh
1: now was uh yeah. was there ever any missing person? stuff or anything come out after y'all found that final shirt or anything or no
3: hmm. no
1: that's wild right there
3: yeah and we didn't go back down there and look the next day so yeah i don't blame
1: you on that i probably <laughs> wouldn't have nothing that. man I, yeah.
0: um there was this one time this is this is a spot that i hunt and i've hunted it all my life because i grew up Right in that area, like I, I could leave out of my yard, my house, and hit the gravel road, and I could just ride. And I was in there coon hunting one night, and I come up on this doggone shelter lean-to structure that had been built in down there. And man, it 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 kind of scared me because I was probably I don't know how old I was. I, I might have been about twenty five foot I don't know, but I I walked up on it, and I could tell that some there was some people that was making a like a habitation there or something yeah you know they were frequenting it you know but i just it was like because i've been in there i I can walk that creek up and down it and know exactly where i'm at and i walked up on that and i knew it wasn't supposed to be there and so i was just i was waiting for somebody i was looking around i thought somebody was about to come out of the woods and like pop me in the head or something
2: yeah wake up tied to a tree
0: (laughs) yeah That's the only thing I've ever, that I can recall that I've walked up on that like shook me because it was just like out of nowhere. Like, where in the world did this come from? And you start looking yeah. around and oh, I, mean, you know, I don't know. Come to find out, I think some people were down in there growing weed and that's where they were like coming in there and camping out right there and maintaining their plants and stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, stumbled upon several weed patches. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Man. what did you do did- uh, one i oh, we just we just got out of there we you know it was, you can tell you know it's obvious what it is when you stumble across it but yeah. you know a big a garden spot out in the middle of a big cutover. but uh but the, uh this is i, I just saw another one it's not a spooky story it's just kind of it was a strange uh
2: occurrence thing that
3: happened yeah that uh it was i was in south carolina and me and my buddy was went to a competition hunt up, uh, and I can't remember where it was at. It was, uh, we were about two hours north of uh, Goose Creek here. You're getting up in our
0: um, neck of the woods now.
3: Yeah. And it was just a local club hunt we went up there and went to. And after the hunt was over with, uh, we were going to follow the, uh, the guide back to the clubhouse. And because uh, we knew how to get home from the clubhouse. You know, but it's back. You know, we didn't have cell phones and all that stuff back in. And uh, so anyway, the guy, the guy that was guiding the cast, and I think we pro- I think we had a dead cast. It the way it ended up, we he probably, he probably won the cast with a thousand points. But uh, we're following <laughs> him back to the club. We're, you know, just these little little uh, state highways. Uh, and he's in a red red Chevy pickup truck with a uh, white dog box. And we're following him down these state highways, and we you know we turn and follow him and turn and follow him and turn and follow him. And we come into this little town, and he slows down and uh, like he's cruising the strip. Now, this is twelve thirty-one o'clock at night. And he gets to the other side of town, and he turns around and starts back the other way. So we turn around, and start back the other way. We follow him still. And he pulls in this uh, uh, grocery store parking lot. There was a bunch of kids hanging out, you know, out and had their vehicles, a bunch of kids hanging out in the parking lot. And this truck pulls up there and we pull up behind him and this kid jumps out of the pickup truck. Don't know who he was. So somehow they swapped. You no, know, you know, Somebody, else, you know, somehow he got this kid in front of us <laughs> in a red truck with a white dog box. <laughs> Man, it wasn't Whitmire,
2: was
1: it? <laughs>
0: Uh, no, uh, no idea uh, how he did that
1: uh, <laughs>
3: wow, yeah. That's it's funny. like some
0: David Copperfield stuff right
3: there, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah,' it's like I said when you no know, he was never out of sight more than going around a curve, you know? <laughs> so how they pulled that off, I don't know, but I said he probably showed up at the clubhouse with a thousand points, so.
1: <laughs> oh yeah alright the, the coon population in Louisiana, is it pretty thick or is it kind of not real yeah, great or.
3: Yeah. The, yeah. The coon population is pretty good. The hunting. Uh, well, now the hunting is horrible. Uh, you know, even back when I grew up, when I was down there, you no, know, it's got, it was so much cut over. Hmm. But, and, but back then, at least you, you know, you still had places to hunt. Right. You no, know, uh paper company still owned big tracks of land. Uh And, uh, the hunting clubs were, you know, were big hunting clubs back then. You know, the one I belonged to was twelve thousand acres. Oh wow. Uh, but it was uh but even then even the time I left in eighty eight you were you were about having to start joining a cl- hunting club to have a place to hunt. Uh, and and now they done chopped all those big hunting clubs up into you know five hundred acre hunting clubs. hmm. Uh, so it's uh the hunting down there's uh, now, You can get up north Louisiana and central Louisiana and they have places to hunt, but uh, down south it's it's getting a little rougher. Okay. Uh, that's now, why I, I moved. I moved to Missouri in ninety five. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, that was one of the reasons.
1: Now, did y'all ever now, have a dog get ate by an alligator while you was in Louisiana?
3: No, no. I, uh, there's I know of a couple. Uh, yes, sir. You know they got, but uh, I never had anything. You know, the it's just like when I moved to uh, Missouri. You know these guys say, uh, summertime roll." Run. I said, "Oh, I ain't, I don't hunt in the summers to me snakes. Said, Y'all ain't got no stinking snakes." <laughs> 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 not compared to
2: Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: See, that's how I feel about in South Carolina this time of the yeah. year. I'm not going below I twenty and hunting. No dog. Period. It's yeah. like they got rattlesnakes, they got alligators. Probably got water oh, moccasins. Yeah,
3: and oh, they, uh, I ain't they. Uh, I'm not all about that. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, here, especially during the summer, you know, the, uh, we'd go turn the dogs loose. And uh, summer, when it got dry, them water moccasins would congregate around the water holes, you know, in the mm-hmm. creeks. Yeah, sir. Right. And, uh, and we'd turn the dogs loose, and we'd go find us a water hole, and uh, we'd go killing snakes. You <laughs> know, and, uh, and no, we didn't, we didn't use them. We didn't shoot them. We, we'd cut a, uh, them. Uh, uh, we'd cut a long stick with a fork on the end of it and mm-hmm. take and pin, pin her head down and step on her head and cut it off with your pocket knife. You know, we, we killed, you know, a dozen snakes a night like that when we were coon hunting. I don't know. I'm, I'm more of like chopping the head off with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's one time. This, we wasn't coon hunting, but one time we was uh, we was horseback riding one day. And uh, the week before I'd been up in Arkansas uh squirrel hunting. And uh we'd killed a rattlesnake up there and we squirrel hunting that had a uh, his belly was all puffed up and we cut it open it had uh had baby squirrel in it. Well um, I'm back home and we horseback riding one day and uh stub tailed water mox went up under some logs. So we all jumped off the horses, run over and went to flipping logs over. And we run it out from under there and pinned his head down with a stick. And I chopped his head off. And what I did is it had a big knot in his belly. So I said, huh, I wonder what this snake done ate. So I flipped it up. I was holding that knot in my hand and took my pocket knife and slid it open. And about 100 baby snakes fell out of my arm. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that would have been freaky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it
3: was, yeah you ever eat snake yeah yeah uh ain't too bad the uh, another one and uh, i like the only time i ever tried it was when i was in south carolina was eel
2: mm.
3: eel's not too bad i never tried eel
2: i ain't never tried either one but i would i ate a bobcat yeah. the other week
3: oh well, bobcats better it's, than deer meat
2: it's just yeah. the, it's way it's the best critter i've tasted out of the bushes yep. so far <laughs> it's better yep. than rabbit man that rabbit don't even come close <laughs>
3: <laughs> no yeah bobcat
2: wow. yeah i ain't lying to you dude it's a it's a delicacy in my <laughs> yep. opinion i will be eating more
3: at all uh, I'd, I'd i'd caught several and uh when I was skinning them i'd always thought you know it's real pretty meat and i got to think as well and, you know the mountain men always said that mountain lion was the best meat so mount, mountain lion bobcat you know so i thought uh, i been five six years ago i cut uh when i i i caught one and I was skinning it, I cut the hind quarter off of it and I put it in a crock pot with some potatoes and onions and stuff and uh, after that I cleaned the whole thing
2: <laughs> hey, uh, That sounds really good Man I was skinning one of my buddies shot deer hunting and I thought the same thing you did I was like man that's some real good looking meat I cut the bat straps out of it yeah. and I grilled one and I, I cut the other one up into little chunks and fried it but it was awesome both ways Yeah, It's tender It's like the most delicate pork chop you ever ate But no It doesn't have any game taste to it at all That backstrapped it It was creme de la creme
0: Was you in South Carolina During like the Lizard Man Craze
3: No I don't think so it was, that, I don't know it. we
0: had one dude. Yeah in Scape,
3: yeah. scape Or Swamp I, I remember the Lizard Man thing But I, I don't remember anything about when I was there
0: I'm not going, I ain't never seen it. There ain't been a whole lot of people that said they have seen it or that I know of. But there was like a little stretch right there where there was a couple people.
2: Seen the old lizard man.
0: Yeah, one was a farmer, one was a black, uh, a young black boy. But no matter what, Daniel's still going to (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yeah. And all
3: right, well, all right, well, 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 good luck with your podcast thing. All right, and I appreciate oh. it. We appreciate yeah, you, thank you telling
2: you for us sure. your
3: stories, man. Oh, no, you're welcome. All right, thank you. All right, All right. Y'all have a good day.
0: Man, this was a this was a good conversation. I enjoyed talking about this
2: these stories and talking to him about his blue dogs. Hey, had, I almost thought about getting out of plots for a minute.
1: He he sure was and They sounded awesome. He sent if me some. Been a
0: little
2: darker. I'd have him one.
0: He sent me some pictures. I sent them. I forwarded them to y'all. With about that blue dog, Williams Blue Luke. He sounds like a heck of a dog. I'm my interest is very peaked about that blue he, dog.
2: He sounds like a diamond in the rough. He does. He does. If I ever have a blue dog and I get the chance to name it, like I get it as a puppy, his name will be Blue Pipe Dope.
1: <laughs> what you gonna call them?
2: Because if he get on your ass, you can't get him off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what you oh, gonna dope? You gonna you call, gonna call
2: dope? Dope truck. That sounds good, don't it? Dope tree. And you strike striking first. I know.
1: I was a. Oh, you done struck
2: dope him. Dope tree.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what I holler <laughs> <Dope> tree. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: let's talk about his stories. Let's start with the first one uh, in South Carolina. In the fog, seven foot tall,
1: followed him out to the truck. In the last place, he would not want to follow me. I'd
2: have run that son up a tree. I no, no, run him over. No, no we we not Not we, really. We, no, I'm just messing with you. Word of advice. Don't ever crack a shot at the Bigfoot. Nah, none, not taken. I will not be taking that advice. If I ever see a Bigfoot unless, or, unless or you a be Black a Panther him. and I'm within arm's reach of a firearm, you can mark that shit off the list because it got shot <laughs> or shot at. I wounded it. I, I wounded it.
1: Don't never shoot at nothing that you're not 100% sure what it don't is. Don't be acting like no
2: damn Bigfoot or no Black Panther. You'll be all right.
1: Don't be shooting at no bushes because there's a noise. No, I am I ain't a bush shooter. You ain't, you, you ain't going to. You Man. ain't going to
0: have the firepower to penetrate the muscle structure. The
1: one thing I forgot. I ah, get up out of here with that. The one thing. I'm willing to give it a try. I smoked that so
2: much my Matthews bow.
1: Anyway. really.
2: I am serious. There ain't a critter alive you can't. <laughs> I
1: might say a broad head is a heck but, of a thing. I don't, don't want to go nothing. that way.
0: If,
2: it's, if it was a Sasquatch, it just followed you. Just watching. Didn't bother you. And then all of a sudden he fell over. I thought you talking about <laughs> after I shot him with the bow. I was about to say he might not flinch. <laughs> all of a sudden he gets to sleepy and he gets, <laughs> he <done> bled out.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I probably. Uh, but just I'm just, gonna
2: shoot I, at a fright. I would shoot it if I thought it was a sasquatch. If it was somebody their ass got shot, I'm sorry. If they was messing with me, and, but you that's why I there. don't go dressing up like sasquatch and messing with people because I do want to bad, really that's, bad. It's pretty fun.
0: I, the one thing I forgot to ask him, he said it was you know well over seven foot tall. I meant to ask him about the width. Yeah, because that, they're known for being
2: broad and shoulders. Proportional. The higher you go, the wider they get. Like a four-truck, what that dude from Pennsylvania said. Yeah. He
1: said, like, you stood a four-truck up on the
0: end.
2: I've had people tell me, it's like, I hey,
0: ain't no way, no way, but I've heard, I've listened to so many encounters of people talk about the sheer girth and width that is just rippled up muscle, remarkable. Look how big, the, if the Patterson Gimlin, however you pronounce it. They have to the hell out wasn't, yeah.
1: it, wasn't it Gimli? I think. Yeah, Gimli. We'll, think we'll call it a patty
0: film. That is, that's a female Sasquatch. You can see the boobs on it. Yeah, but it's female is yeah.
1: it, what are we talking you about
0: put the, the one that was that like walks across like a clear cut the oldest yeah, it one, yeah turns and looks a, like the oldest like one like yeah probably one that's of the, the best,
1: best films they ever seen.
0: <laughs> i mean is there's so much controversy that's been in that but it has been recently went through all kind of modern testing and, and it said it was a hundred percent not doctored faked in any kind of way
2: no, nah, that
0: ain't fake. No, and so that's a female Sasquatch. You can
2: see the boobs on it. Who yeah, would make a costume with? Hell, boobs? you can see the boobs on me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but she no, she might, wasn't like real.
1: He might have just been fat, six pack or nothing.
2: No, but he might have been fat, boo.
0: But the males, I think it'd be like the same as in us, like male to female size. But that's wild. And that was in South Carolina. Yeah, in the low country. I think he saw. My old Sasquatchy, I really do. But the other one with the flannel
1: shirt—that's creepy, man.
2: That was a setup of some sort. It was a trap.
1: Something was going on, man.
2: Whether it was a skinwalker or a Sasquatch, or...
1: I thought about just this. A <laughs> just a
2: psychopath.
1: It could have just been a
0: psychopath. It, it been. You gotta remember they were on hunting club property, right? Yeah. I just thought about the whole missing four one one stuff if any of that played into it or could have been because that stuff is weird too it's like all this missing 411 and um david politis i think that's his name you have to look into it It, they've even made stuff about it like the hunt he's done reports of just missing 411 people that's gone hunting on national parks that just vanished from but kids does anybody
1: ever disappear off of private land in that? That's
0: that's why I don't think so. Most all of it's national is national parks. But some of those missing like, some of the missing four one one stuff has just been like little kids. They'd just been right there with their mom and daddy on like something and they turn around, it's like, whoop, where'd they go? They was just here. Where and it'd be like big searches. Nothing. It's like he just something picked them up out of thin air. And there is, there are so, what made him start recording all this is because he started noticing that there were a lot of cases and then they would be not found. And within about a week, it's, you know, case closed, we move on. But there was so much strangeness left with each one of them and they connected like they started. So he started patterning them out. He's got one from the east, one from the west. Just different stories, and then he's got hunters on national forests that have gone missing.
2: You hear that? Don't bring your ass turkey (laughs) (laughs) hunting. He might go missing.
1: My my question with that would be, why is it just national forest and not private land?
0: I I don't know. I'd have to look more into that. I haven't read the books, but I don't know. I I don't know if private property. I don't even know if Louisiana's got anything to that. That was just the first thing that I thought of about that flannel shirt. Right mm-hmm. That's crazy I mean That would send chills All of a sudden I mean That would definitely It would pick the pace up Yeah it,
1: I'd, I'd, I'd be inquisitive I
0: would be wanting to stop and look You would've
1: got killed <laughs> You'd've fell in the trap <laughs> Ryan would've been like Come on Daniel <laughs> Leave that tattered shirt alone man We'll come back when it's daylight look out
0: What you think would have happened You think like A net would have popped up Out the ground And whooped him up Or a rope or something Grabbed him by the foot And You could have got Or you think Something would just be like you on the
2: head Or you could have (laughs) been Sucked through a portal Zoop zoop (laughs) Bloop Where'd he go He gone That was
1: wild Yeah that's crazy
0: Hey well check this out I'll throw this in there At the end Since we aired Mr. Johnny's episode And that was on January the 26th It has only went One day And that stretch today is um, April April the 7th 7th. (laughs) And since January the 26th April the 7th There's only one day Without getting at least One download So I I don't know how Everybody else To me that's pretty good I I feel like it's It's definitely leading On the downloads As far as our episodes go
2: Like a can of vine Or winters bro It ain't terrible But it ain't the best In the world either It's pretty good
1: but you want to catch a cat? We're going to catch a cat. We're going to catch a bear? That dog going to
2: catch a bear. Dude, <laughs> was funny, dude. I got a phone call from a dude one time. He's like, are you scared? you scared? <laughs> <laughs> he was from up north like, I, help, I helped this girl move out of her uh, husband's house. <laughs> I helped this woman move out of her husband's house. <laughs> and he called you up? and. We, we camped out in this dude's front yard for like <laughs> four hours because we ordered pizza and shit. <laughs> the law was called. All kind of shit.
0: What <laughs> do I not know about this?
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> we leave, dude. We don't make it 15 minutes down the road. He calls. He just shows up. He waited till we leave to show up. Then he want to assault me and stuff. He was like, I'm like, dude, I'm in a damn. She's driving you. So I'm like, I drive on to Clinton? the Clinton, good hell, I've been camped out in your front yard for six hours. Like, I'm kind of. It's kind of played out by now, you know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if you want to get your ass, what we'll come with He's like, what, What's the matter, you skid? You skid? <laughs> <laughs> he, he said that a boys, though. That's all I can remember him saying. Anyway, got some Burger King
0: waiting at the house. Holla. I'm about to starve. Hey, y'all keep them dogs in the woods and happy hunting, y'all. We gone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is htpodinfo at gmail.com. That is h-t-p-o-d-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you with all your coon hunting stories that include the creepy, crazy, and the unexplained. Until next time, keep them dogs in the woods and happy hunting, y'all.